Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Like he's about 30 quid. He'll shift everything for you. You don't have to worry about it, but he will talk about his divorce. And yeah. immediately, Doug and then my friend Meg and somebody else, they all got into Doug's car and I realized... <gasps> Okay, well, oh, then no. the, the space in Martin's van is me, isn't it? And I remember purposefully being like, I'm going to do everything in my power to not facilitate a conversation about his divorce. <laughs> um, and so I noticed that he had Welsh dragons on his socks. So I was like, oh, are you from Wales? Tell me. I grew up yeah. in the Brecon Beacons, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I did grow up in the Brecon Beacons as it goes. That's where my my wife, my ex-wife, of course, was was from, uh, and and immediately it was like that was the route that we went down. And welcome to episode one three six of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host Esther Newman, and she's your other host Holly Taylor. We launch into this episode with a dabble in what Holly's been doing with her running, but then swiftly into a controversial topic, and that's park run. And we want to know what you think. Do you love it, or are you a little more ambivalent? Don't get me wrong here, we both know how brilliant park run is. It's bloody wonderful, and it has single-handedly persuaded countless people to move their bodies and to enjoy the feeling of running who wouldn't otherwise have done so. But the run not a race thing is the bit I have an issue with, as it can feel really competitive. And that's great for a lot of people, but not necessarily for all of us. Holly, for one, didn't like having stats sent to her. She suggests an option to opt in and out of those stats. Maybe that could be a thing. We then talk about our different personality types again. This is endlessly fascinating for us, I'm afraid, and the ways in which we fulfil small talk. We end on magnesium, something I've been researching for whole actual minutes so that you don't have to. We talk about the benefits for women and runners. Yes, it's nice to have a bath in it, but what does it actually do? Before I forget to say, we've just released a new extra mile podcast on Patreon, which is full of additional silliness just for patrons on the Cheer Squad tier. Just pop along to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com 
forward slash women's running to find out how to join us and to listen to it and how to access lots of other lovely bits besides all from just two quid a month. Total bargain. This episode is sponsored by Yo Valley. We can all make better choices for our gut health, like adding some Yo Valley organic kefir to our diet. Packed with billions of live bacteria from 14 distinctive strains for maximum gut flora diversity, the Yo Valley organic kefir is naturally high in protein and a great source of calcium and phosphorus for energy and bones. You can have it in spoonable yogurt form in 350 gram pots or four packs, or even as a refreshing post-run yogurt drink. Yo Valley Organic Kefir. Yo got this. You can find the new Yo Valley Organic Kefir drinks in Sainsbury's, Waitrose and Ocado. I mean... Well, first of all, because I've literally been on one run, so I couldn't really say I'm doing running of any description, really, though. I suppose, you know, don't knock yourself, but I don't no. really feel like I'm, I'm can, can count my efforts recently as full on running. But right. um, uh, I mean, in terms of the actual running, yeah, I'm running. <laughs> You're listening to the Women's <laughs> Running podcast. Um <laughs> But um, in terms of like doing it in any kind of regular capacity, I've literally I've I've been on one one run since Paris. Tell me tell me about that one run though. How did that? How long after the half marathon was it? And what did it feel like? It was it would have been just under two weeks after. So I did have a yeah. quite a serious recovery period. Uh, I chickened out of joining the Bath Fit Fam five k. I just did my yeah, own. Fair enough. I did my own. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lex at some point, but I feel like she was away this weekend and going on my own felt a little bit scary. I wouldn't have gone on my own. No, I know I'd it's strange, isn't no. it? Because I know that probably running alone, you know, just like down the street, it is is I suppose technically a bit of a slightly scarier thing to go out and do than it is to just tag along to the back of a running group but you never know if you're going to get people that are going to go hello let's talk the whole way around or something and I don't mind a bit of that but I think well maybe it comes back actually to what we were talking about last week that like I don't necessarily want to I don't always want to show people my running (laughs) and I feel like there's no guarantee like maybe people just get on with it and they do their own thing and they don't sort of look at each other but I thought what if I get there and it's like quite cliquey and people are kind of you know people separate off into their sort of timed groups and I feel a little bit like everyone's watching me and there's an expectation of me and I didn't know how fast I was going to run it or what my pace was going to be and I thought okay I'm just going to go and do my own thing and then I will go I am determined that I want to go to it because that was my little resolution to myself post Paris Um, because if it's good then it could be great and I had that with choir recently when I joined my choir I just had to turn up and hope that I I that there were nice people and be brave and talk to them and I did sit there for the first few sessions with no one to talk to in the break and being a bit like <gasps> oh god and oh. feeling like I was in primary school again but then it took about uh, yeah probably about two weeks before then you strike yeah. up a conversation with one person and then you've got your little friend and then you feel more confident yeah so I'm sure yeah. it would be exactly the same thing but I think I would feel more confident going with Lex so I've got a little friend already yes. 
and then we might be able to kind of talk to people more. Yeah, then you can chat. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly agree. I think there's, yeah. there's something about, I think also because it's called Bath Fit Fam, it's Bath Fit Family, and it's just like, oh, you already exist as a family. I know, oh, and I, you're fit. How do you? There's so many, there's, there's so many potential yeah. trigger words there. I know, I know. <laughs> but you have to do it because it's like on your doorstep. So it's like, it'd be so, so useful for you, wouldn't it? If you I kind know. Of I just feel like it could potentially be the, like, it could be the new park run for me. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed when we went to park run, but it was just off-putting the idea of having to go all the way up the hill every time and I couldn't really do yeah. it without you driving me and that all feels like a little bit too much on a on a weekend well, but if it's also, actually five minutes walk from my doorstep five minutes walk yeah it's five minutes walk but also the other thing is and this is something that I've been meaning to talk about for quite some time and I haven't because I've been worried that I might get shot right but it go is on. it is generally thanks um <laughs> It's like it's like the dog situation all over again, isn't it? But yeah, it's, but it's... you you know how many hearts you touched then? So I know, I know, lots of lots of dog haters. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> but like, the, there is a thing about park run wh- which I don't like, which is actually its competitiveness. And they have tried really hard. I mean, I love park run. I love what it stands for, and I love the theory of it. Yeah, and I love the fact that it it encourages so many of us to move when we wouldn't otherwise and there's a community aspect and I mean there are so many brilliant ticks from yeah. park run but it, it has to be acknowledged that your park run is timed so the timed aspect of it means that you are either in competition with other people because you see where you are in terms of your age mm. range and stuff um you are either in competition with other people or you're in competition with your your previous self, but either yeah. way, which is probably slightly healthier, but either way, there is competition there. So you tend to see the park run if you're kind of in a training block or something. Park run is like your tempo; mm. it's a tempo run. It's not like the way that it kind of gets pushed around quite a lot. This kind of leisurely kind of stroll around for half an hour with your friends. It's not that. It's no. actually hard, bloody work. So that's such a good point. Hard truths this morning on the pod because (laughs) I completely agree that I was quite confused because it was my first ever park run. Um, Mm. And I was like, you know, I was not in such a comfortable position with my fitness and stuff when I went and did it. So Mm. it might feel differently now. I had you with me, so it was all fine. But it was quite scary going and doing that um, because of the because of the the timed aspect it felt like a race and I know that they're yeah like you said in their kind of wording and marketing and branding and stuff they're very very careful not to use the word race and Mm -hmm. that it's an event and it's but I find it I do find it strange that I feel like I've had more detailed information about where I where I stack up against other people from a park run than I've had from any actual race that I've signed up to do yeah yeah it's kind of it's, 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 it's a real tough one. And I know that they struggle mm. with that aspect of it. But I mean, it, you know, it's down, look, just just look at what happened to you. It was your first park run. It, it has also been your last. Yeah, and, it literally and it has. I haven't been back. Mm. Yeah. And it, it's, I'm, I've not been back either. 
since then and um because of kind of mostly because of where it's located also because it's just too difficult to kind of fit in but it's like it's really hard when you've got when you're training for something else like I would do it which is why I've made it as my little pledge to myself to do the other one in the meantime because I think it's a nice thing to do if you haven't got but if you've got a long run in the calendar then I'm afraid the last thing I want to do is also get up early on Sunday to go (laughs) and go and and run a 5k round a field that I don't massively want to do anyway Exactly, exactly. But yeah, it's just, I think, um, I, I just think it's a, it's a bit of a, I don't know, is dichotomy a word? I don't know. It's, 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 it's that kind of thing. Oh, it is, but I'm afraid <laughs> it's straight over have my I head. It? <laughs> I would love to um, tell you whether you have or not, but we'll have to ask, <laughs> I don't know, Jeremy Paxman. I, I just think it's kind of, um, so what I'm trying to say is like, what Parkrun is trying to be is an inclusive, uh, non-competitive, um, wonderful event, but at the same time, be a competitive event for those that want it to be. And I don't think really that some Parkruns can be all things to all people. It's mm. bit, when we were um, when we were in Paris, sorry to hark back to Paris, but when we were in Paris, oh, do. Um, I was talking to a lovely pod squatter who said, that her park run had 40 runners in it. So it's absolutely yeah, tiny. I would find that tiny. very stressful. I remember her saying, yeah. she was saying that she didn't, or I remember you telling me, that that meant that really put her off off going, right? Yes. And that was why she joined yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a running club you instead. Joined a, you joined a mm. running club instead, so which had more runners, but mm. it was because you felt more kind of looked at, more seen kind of thing. And and I think we're fortunate with our one that it can be, you know, it can be three, four hundred people, but because it's park run, the first hundred people of those are, and because of where it is actually, because it's right by the uni. So because of yeah. where it is, you do get the sporty kind of 20-year-olds who, who can kind of zoom around a track really fast, get them yeah. on, on the case. They're at the beginning. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, uh, it, I would love to know what everyone thought about Park Run, whether there are some negative experiences from having run it where you've not felt included. I mean, I know there's a back walker always, which is fantastic, and they do their absolute level best to include everyone in mm. it. But personally speaking, from someone that does get anxious around other people generally, but particularly in a race situation, which is quite common. Yeah. Um, I I find like Parkrun has its place for me in, in, in the canon of running. And I remember when I first started getting back into doing a particularly post um, lockdown, when I knew that I was going to have to do some racing or I'd, I'd got something in the in the calendar, having a park run here or there, like once a month, got me used to the nerves, got me used to starting with other people. Yeah. You know, the, the sound of feet and stuff like that. What it didn't give me was a, a general warmth hug, you know, that kind of hug of, of community. That I didn't get that. But then I am so head down. I am, I never look and say hello to people. Mm-hmm. I'm an absolute bitch when I go for a run. And and there's I know that there's but you're a big entitled of... to be you know you're not a bitch but you know what I mean I it's like you don't have to that I think that you should be able to turn up to a park run or something and be like yeah I just would like to get my head down and not and not I'm, speak yeah to absolutely mm-hmm. but what I mean is like I think that 
I'm sure that people will find community at Parkrun if they're more of a kind of chin up, eye contact kind of person. Thank you, Marshalla. Yeah, thank you, Marshalla. They mm-hmm. may find their community. And I know that our, our local Parkrun, for instance, they always, there is a group of them that will go for a coffee afterwards across the road. Um, so you can find community there if you want it, but it's hard to feel part of it when you are a massive introvert yeah <laughs> and not and not very speedy and yeah that's I how I feel it's... about the not being very speedy thing I think I just um and I mean my my 5k time is a bit different now to how what what it would have been when we when we went to park run together but yeah I did feel like you know I was right at the back um and um I I don't think it massively encouraged me having my stats sent to me afterwards. I think I would have just liked to have chalked that up to like, because I did go on and now my, my 5k time is, is quite a bit quicker. And so like it didn't, you know, I don't, I didn't need that information in order to kind of become a better runner or whatever. All it did was make me be no. like, I don't know whether I'll go back to park run. Cause I don't know whether it was quite for me. I wonder if, if it might be better if there was an option of kind of opting in and out of the, um, of the, of the if, stats, of the, the, stats of the email, yeah. because I didn't know that was coming. And then, and I was feeling quite pleased with myself because even though I knew I was slow, I was like, I did it and we ran all the way around. And I yeah. was feeling that I had that nice kind of like when you're a bit salty and then you go and have a shower and then you've got a lovely Sunday ahead yeah. of the thing. And, um, and then, yeah. And then I got the email through and I was like, oh, I didn't really need to know that I'm the sort of slowest 27 year old in Great Britain or whatever. <laughs> that was the headline, was it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a funny old one. I, yeah. I, and I, I did go through, I remember when I first started going and I would email Tina regularly after I'd done it and I'd say, oh, I, I got PB. And then the following week, I'll be like, oh, I got a PB. And then the following week, I got, oh, I got a PB. And I remember her saying, don't always get a PB. Yeah. Stop it, kind of thing. And because lo and behold, you know, the week after that, I did not get a PB. And my, it, it felt like, it felt like I was 15 and I was standing on the scales. That's what it felt yeah, like. Yeah, really? Oh. Yeah. That's that sad. bad. You, we mm-hmm. all know that feeling, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> the, the day ruining feeling. Yes, that's sort of how number. I think, I suppose, I felt as well. It was just like I worked hard not to compare myself. I'd done a lot of hard work already. It felt like during that part yeah. kind of like it doesn't matter. Even though I was kind of bringing up the rear with a couple of other women who were older than me, I was like, I'm having a lovely time and like we're running together and I've got my own goals for this. And mm-hmm. and then it was just a little bit of a gut punch because I, I'd done all of the uh, lovely optimism that I'd sort of like planned to do. And then yeah. it kind of like knocked me a bit because I thought I'd I thought I'd done all that and I didn't I hadn't prepared for the fact that I'd also need to go, it's okay that you came two hundred and forty second or whatever. Like I yeah. didn't I, I hadn't planned to also kind of like have an emotional response to that and to try and turn that. So it just kind of was a bit like, oh bloody hell. I know, yeah. I know, I know. I don't like I, doing I things like... it comes down to I don't like doing things that I don't feel very good at and I yeah. really have to reframe running for myself as like well even though I'm never going to be the fastest person at this ever at least I can kind of look at it like I am the best at 
smiling or something like that yeah. where it makes you feel like you're oh I'm the best at keeping going when I really really want to stop or whatever that yeah. that makes you kind of reframe that in your head so that you can feel like you are good at something you're not just slogging away at something that you don't feel very good at um yeah but it's very difficult to do that when you're sort of when you get a sort of slight onslaught of like here's how you performed in the eyes of our timekeepers at the end yeah, it's like yeah. well, I didn't agree to be judged by them I just wanted to be the I wanted to be the only person who judged myself that day yeah 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 I know I it's um it's really I think I think I think between us we have opened a can of worms I think oh. we have too and I'm kind of excited about it I'm excited <gasps> come on I mean, Tell us, I, uh, I just can't wait to hear what people think if they I know, agree. I know people absolutely. Oh yeah, I was going to say, and it does go without saying yeah. that, like, it's a brilliantly organised event. It's yeah, it's wild when you think about it that like this thing happens worldwide, basically. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, and it's a five k that all these runners are getting up Although, and doing on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Shock horror! Apparently, doesn't happen in France. And There's no park do- run. Do Le you know Bacran. why? How come? Le Bacran, yeah, the bloody oh, no. insurance things. The thank you. The five uh, k. Um, yes. Yes. Because oh. of all those doctor's notes. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. This is all massively hearsay, and maybe it does exist. I wouldn't be surprised though. Said to me that it doesn't. That kind of makes <laughs> sense. I mean, the medical yeah. forms. Oh, uh, it was a right pain in the ass. I actually still need to uh, claim for mine. I remember myself to do that afterwards. But it, they were, they were, um, yeah, a, re, a a right pain. And I was, I was going to yeah. say, I don't know whether this is interesting to anybody, but they also, as a warning for anybody doing an international event, were not as easy as we thought that they would be. We were okay because we had um, uploaded ours to the kind of they had like a kind of cloudy thing that you put yeah. it on before the race um yeah but they had also said if you didn't want to do that then you can bring it to the expo and get it signed off there and a lovely member of our group um Evelyn she brought it was Evelyn wasn't it I think so yeah I think so she brought hers to the expo to get it signed off there and she had a particularly grumpy French person who was like but it does not say what race you are talking about uh, and wouldn't sign it off because she had yeah. got it signed by a doctor and everything, but it didn't say Paris half marathon. And they oh, were like, just, well, it could be, what uh, are you running in a, uh, I don't know, I can't think of an example. But you know, when people say, that's like, who's yeah. she, the cat's mother or something, it's a bit, it was a bit yeah. like that, basically, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was awful it was like, oh come on it it's obvious awful. who it's obvious what it's bloody for isn't it but they were being yeah. they were really funny and um yeah I mean I don't know whether we should reveal this in case Paris Half Marathon are listening but basically the way that she solved it was pretending she was <laughs> and ent- entered the whole expo again and went hello and gave it to another French person <laughs> who was nicer <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like getting into a club isn't it it's yeah exactly ask that. a different bouncer yeah ask a different bouncer yeah, yeah. exactly so yeah um, or ask mom yeah, so, if dad said no or whatever yeah, yeah. quite yeah it was I, it I was that quite a lot at the moment <laughs> so yeah they were actually a bit of a pain in the ass and I'm not surprised yeah. even though that's hearsay and we've potentially made that up 
I I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if, <laughs> if it was more French bureau. They love la bureaucratie, don't they? <laughs> they they do. If that's, they do. They I love, presume that's the French. They have an office for something weird. That, I think that's definitely the French. The French for bureaucracy. Yeah, <laughs> they do. I remember when I when I lived there for my short time, it was very very difficult to get a bank account because when I'd worked yeah. in Spain, I got a I got a Spanish bank account, and then it mm. meant that I didn't have to like take I didn't have to get charged every time I took money out and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure in Paris for the whole six months, it was less complicated for me to do the classic tourist thing of take large amounts of cash out so that I was minimizing my transfer fee than it was to get oh a, a French bank account because you had to, I remember I got caught in this kind of loop that like you had to have a French bank account in order to get a flat and that, but then yeah. you couldn't, you couldn't have a bank account if you didn't have a fixed address in France or whatever. And it was like, it was oh, just classic, round and round yeah. and round. And then, oh, and you had to have a, a, you know, some information, a bill or something sent to your, house and yeah. it was like but then you couldn't set your thing up without a French bank account or whatever it was ridiculous so I I remember the being very annoyed by the bureaucracy then anyway <gasps> talking bollocks <sighs> talking bollocks but yeah. yeah so basically yeah French shit French shit um, but also please tell me park run oh, sorry possibly I was gonna say also mm. park run possibly also slightly not brilliant universally for all of us no, I guess yeah. Kind of what I'm say. You don't have to go to. You don't have to have run 200 park runs to be a runner. Just no. a heads up. I know that I'm sure that there are people that 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 know that and that don't feel. But I think that park run is quite like it's quite a kind of runner's clique, isn't it? Where it's like you've yeah. got this thing in common that you do on a Sunday morning. And mm. it's a Saturday morning, in fact, isn't it? I've been saying a Sunday it morning the whole Saturday time morning. because the basket fan one is a Sunday, but it's a Saturday yeah. morning. <laughs> Saturday shows, morning shows yeah. that I'm not part of the clique. Um, oh. But um, yeah, that you all go and do that together on a Saturday morning. And um, I think, yeah. honestly, hats off to people who do. And I think it's it's so lovely if that works for you. But if it doesn't, that's also totally fine, just as a heads up. It, it, and also, I think there is uh, the clique thing is massive. It's kind of you know the people that wear the t-shirts say they've done twenty five or fifty or whatever, and then and the volunteering. But yeah. also, it's the it's the other bits and pieces which I I'm, I proudly display as well because on my key ring I bought a key fob, yeah, which has got the um, barcode on it. So because I used to have a piece of paper that would just get sweaty in a pocket and just disintegrate. Oh yeah yeah yeah, so, I remember that. So in the end, I I, I forked out a few pounds to get a key fob which has got mm -hmm. um my in case of emergency number on it and the barcode yeah um and I've not used it for the 18 months that we've not done park run but I really quite like having it on my key fob firstly because it's got Dave's in case of emergency just in case I have an asthma attack outside the front door but also which is always my fear yeah um but also because it's a little little display every time I get my keys out it's like yes I run you know so yeah I that's like a really I, good I point yeah, the, yeah, there is that the kind, kind of, of like, of honor. yes, you're identifying yourself as a runner. And we like doing yeah. that as human beings with everything we do, don't we? Wearing a little badge yeah. of, oh, I'm one of those people. I like to do this. Yeah. And I think Parkrun have done that really well with things like the T-shirts and stuff. I've got a friend yeah. who, I mean, she's definitely done 50. I'm sure she will have done 100 by now. Mm. Um, and she wears her T-shirt in like races that she does and stuff as well. And because it, it feels yeah. like a big 
imagine it's basically like having your kind of Strava, like your the best at the yearly mileage. Well, I I say this, I'm not don't really use my Strava anymore, but. When yeah. I did, oh, that yearly mileage stat where it just says like, you've run 200 miles this year or whatever. And it's like, oh, I know. I'm a genius. <laughs> it would be like walking around with that on your back, which would just be very yeah. cool. It's, but also on top of which, it's, it is a, a message to other people, isn't it? It's like, I belong to Parkrun, come and talk to me and we can talk about our park runs and it's it, it's a kind of a way in it's mm-hmm. a community building thing and it's kind of it's probably the reason why I would never wear that t-shirt because it'd be like oh Jesus people will actually come and speak to me and I'll have to have a conversation with them so even though I feel locked out of the community I still don't want someone to come up to me and say come into the community yeah so that's my conflict so um <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah I don't know I just I, know, I, I feel as though uh maybe mine is my psychological um issue with using parkrun as a as a therapy tactic this morning I think my yeah, I issue would be will people go oh she's a parkrunner and bring me into the throng and then they'll realize yes. quite quickly that I'm an imposter because I'm not as fast as they are and all of those various thoughts that's probably mine yes and that's actually probably what I mean about the bath fit fam thing I would actually love it if someone spoke to me I would love it if someone wanted to talk to me the whole way around but I wouldn't want them to feel like who is this slow person and oh I've got to carry on I've I've committed to chatting to her now so I've got to go all the bloody way around talking to her I don't it's that it's that vulnerability isn't it of people are going to see me at my um like for me physical stuff is always where I feel my most vulnerable because yeah I have less control over that maybe than other aspects of my life that I can you know when I'm talking to somebody I can sort of think about what I'm saying or but when I'm running I will go red I it's it's almost like you're in the sort of giving birth or whatever where it's like I I I was gonna say the same yeah Yeah, yeah. absolutely (laughs) you're most vulnerable and, and do you know what, that, that has reminded me because I was thinking, you know, like you said earlier on, you were talking about like showing your running to other people and that kind of, particularly if you've never run in front of people before. I mean, if you go to park mm. run and, and it's your 50th park run and you know some of the people around you, no one is going to be surprised or give a shit about what how fast you run or, you know, so you're going to feel well entrenched in that kind of community and you're going to feel fine if it's your first time. It's terrifying because people might look at you and think you run a certain way and you run a different kind of way or whatever Mm -hmm. um all those sorts of assumptions so anyway to kind of to park that but to go to talk about kind of showing your exercise right here's a thing that happened to me on my run at the weekend I went for my long run at the weekend yes please sorry Um, I've I've wanted to say and how is your running multiple times we're 30 minutes in and I haven't and I feel awful (laughs) that I haven't done that no 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 it's my it's my fault because I, I bought in my scandalous park run denigrating subject. But um, so I went for my run and I was a couple of miles in, and there was a guy um, on some uh, on a grassy area um, as I ran past him doing anole, yoga on his a knoll, yes, yeah, doing yoga, doing yoga on his own. Oh my goodness! Um, which was which was an interesting, very. Um, you know, he was kind of halfway through a sun salutation and it was a bit like, that really is, that really is quite, you know. Brave. In terms of, yes, it's brave. It's weird because it wasn't like hidden in a park somewhere 
um, or is flat or back. And it's fair he, enough. You know, he was on a mound. He was on a pedestal of a natural he basically pedestal. Was. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't even like, because I was going along the bloody canal again. Um, it wasn't even as if it was a part of the canal that was not particularly visible. It was a very busy section. Um, so it felt like if you had to choose any patch of grass, that was a patch of grass that you would choose if you wanted to be seen. Oh, okay. It wasn't, I thought, so I thought that was an interesting. An exhibitionist yogi. Yes. Yeah. Surely that doesn't work together as a thing. Surely magnetically that should be diametrically opposed. Surely as a yogi, as a professional yogi, you'd be. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's not giving it, a shit what other people yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not giving a shit what other people think. But then that does potentially suggest that shits were given about what people did think. But from the other perspective, where it's like, I want people to, I want, people, I I want, want validation people for the fact me. that I'm doing this. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. That's a bit like that it's guy that we saw when we. Um, so near the coffee shop that Esther and I go to when we when we work together oh I know what you're going to talk about yeah <laughs> yeah so there's this there's this you know those I, I'm sure we've talked about these on the pod before but you know those weird outdoor gyms slash playground things where they've got like those sort of things that you swing your legs back and forth on like a little road runner or <laughs> what else have they got kind of bars that you can do have, gymnastics yeah things you can do sit-ups stuff. on and do yeah. stuff yeah 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 um probably not gymnastics <laughs> I doubt anyone's doing a sort of full uh I don't know swinging around the bars and then landing with a flourish or whatever yeah but um <laughs> But yeah, when we went not long ago to do some filming or something, there was a bloke who was, he was, he wasn't even using the home gym stuff, the gym stuff. No. He was just lying on the the floor. Yeah. He was just lying on the floor in that area and was like doing kind of like stretches, sort of hit stuff a little bit but it wasn't quite hit stuff it wasn't like he was like doing burpees it was just kind of he was just like lying on the ground and kind of but but in the same way his legs there was there was quite a lot of pathway and and it wasn't hugely populated where we were there was quite a lot of ground and lots of much softer grass and stuff where he could have taken up residence, but he decided to do his exercises, whatever they were. Some of them are very strange. Yeah, they were weird. With within ten foot of what we were doing, it like was we it was got odd. First, and then, and then he, he turned, turned up, up right? and lay on the floor, and it's yeah. it's sort of I want to say asphalt, but I don't think it is that. It's that kind of spongy stuff that you get in school playgrounds. It's the, yeah, it? it's the spongy school playground stuff that, with little bits mm. of rubber that you can sort of pick off. Um, yeah, that yeah, that he was he was he was just he came and lay down and started grabbing his thighs and things. Yeah, it was. It was weird. weird wasn't it? it was really weird. I don't think we've actually. Yeah. Like, I think we gave each other a look at the time, but I don't know whether we've actually yeah. verbally acknowledged this ever. No, I don't think we did. <laughs> it was weird. And it was so weird because, and also it was just like, what was really strange about it was that, you know, because he positioned himself so close to us, he was, it was, it's a bit like, you know, when you go, when you're in a confined space with a stranger, like a lift or a gym changing room or something, and you hear them start making noises and you think, well, I think in my head, oh Jesus, it's a talker. 
Uh, oh, someone's going to start. I think they're, they're making talking. themselves known because they don't yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe because I they always... don't want to shock you or something. You've suddenly <laughs> turned around and they're there. Oh, I think if they start sort of muttering and and kind of making little kind of guttural noises, I think, oh Jesus, they're going to start talking. Yeah, and nine times out of ten they do. And he was doing a kind of physical equivalent of that, which was starting to do. We were we were performing some little exercises. I think we were trying to do something. I can't remember what kind of filming we were doing. I can't remember if Doug was there with us or not. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. I think he was. Yeah, he was. So we were talking about exercise and we were performing little exercises and we were being filmed. And this guy was trying his level best to either get into shot or to sort of somehow, I guess, engage us. Yeah, in kind of maybe some sort of conversation about it, but we, obviously we were not going to be engaged. No, <laughs> maybe he, he wanted oddly... his his five minutes of fame. Maybe he had no idea what we were filming, which I'm sure would have been like an Instagram thing that about seven people looked at. That yeah, like maybe he thought, oh, they're they're here with a big camera. I'm gonna stand in the background, or I don't know, like people yeah. who sort of lurk around trying to get on the news and stuff. Yeah, he, he was weird. really weird. He was very strange. I had kind of forgotten right, that we were right. filming and that that might have had something to do with why he came and lay on the floor next to us. I assumed <laughs> it was because he wanted to, similarly to you, I think, I, I presumed it was because he wanted to kind of interact in some way. I was literally talking yeah. about this with, um, okay. it was one of the pod squadders in Paris that we yeah. were both talking about being uh, the kind of people who like, we don't maybe say fuck off well enough. Yeah, yeah. And so we always end up talking to a strange person. And I can't remember whether, apologies if I've already brought it up, but have we already talked about Andy, the bloke who was like, oh, it's it's lovely to talk to such beautiful women and stuff. Oh, God, in the bar. Yeah, yeah. I talked to you oh. about him. I can't we talked about it on the pod. He, wouldn't, he, he was really enjoying trying to talk to all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, people. People are so people. weird. And and I think, yeah, your fear of people is like, oh, no, this person's going to weird me out. Yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> and yes. mine, I think, is, oh, gosh, I'm going to end up talking to this person for four hours <laughs> yeah. and hearing his whole life story and why he's stretching his hamstrings and things oh, and, and how his wife has left him or something. Oh yeah, that's what you see. You would have those conversations, whereas my kind of glaring horror is knowing that I'm going to extract myself in a really awkward way within about a minute. So he'll start talking about his imminent divorce, and I'll mm. be like, "Great, that sounds brilliant," and I'll just walk away backwards. <laughs> I honestly, I wish, I wish I could do it. Um, I just, I it pains. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Pains me. It pains me that I'm that I'm still talking to this bloke about his divorce, <laughs> but it also pains me the idea of having to <laughs> extract myself. So I'm just stuck there, like. <laughs> having this conversation going oh dear oh that sounds awful I remember we um when we moved into this house we we had a guy I think he was called Mark or something and he was he he'd done a delivery um driving thing he he was he yeah. was a removal guy but he was a little bit more just like a sort of man, local man with a van like we didn't hire a professional removal service or anything we just loved him 40 quid for doing it kind of thing um mm. and uh and not to undermine people who are local mm. lifters and shifters but he he wasn't sort of affiliated with a with a removal company mm. um mm. and we found him through a friend because he he'd done the removal stuff for him and it was our friend Dave and he was like, uh, warning, like he will talk about his divorce. Like he's about 30 quid. <laughs> It'll shift everything for you. You don't have to worry about it, but he will talk about his divorce. And <laughs> and we had we had two car loads because there was um there were a couple of friends who were helping uh, that that went with um that and, and we, you know, we had our car and then we had Martin or Mark or whatever he's called I think he's called Martin in his big white van and yeah. immediately Doug and then it I think it was my friend Meg and somebody else they all got into Doug's car and I realized <gasps> okay well oh, then no. the, the space in Martin's van is me <laughs> isn't it so I got in oh. and then and I remember purposefully being like I'm not going to ask him I'm going to do everything in my power to not facilitate a conversation about his divorce <laughs> um and so I noticed that he had I noticed that he had Welsh dragons on his socks so I was like oh are you from Wales tell me I grew up yeah. in the Brecon Beacons blah 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 and it was almost immediately he was like I did grow up in the Brecon Beacons as it goes that's where my my wife, my ex wife, of course, was was from, uh, and and immediately it was like that was the route that we went down. And by the time, honestly, it was we we used to live on London Road, and now we live on Park Street. You know how close those things, yeah. those roads are. Yeah, a second away, yeah. Yeah, within that journey, I think I heard the entire backstory of him and Sheila's oh. life together and how it came to a bittersweet and your end tra- you can't even back away and do no I couldn't the, go know, oh so sorry Martin I've just got to I, I had to things. just go oh yeah. that sounds really hard I don't know you I don't know her <laughs> I don't know what I cannot what advice I can offer here and I feel like I might be I might be hamming this up I can't remember it was many years ago now but in my memory it, mm. it I feel like he was really trying to get me to be like what a bitch and I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to do <laughs> that because I don't know her. And he sounds like he was a bit of a handful, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It was just, yeah. I, but but again, it pains me to not go, oh, Martin, how awful for you. I, you know, I'm completely on your side and I'm here if you need to talk. It it pains me to not do that. And I can see it. I can see it happening. And sometimes I can see yeah. Doug looking at me and going, don't fucking say it. And then before I know it, I've gone, and you're welcome to stay for dinner. We can keep talking about it if you like. If you, <laughs> yeah. oh, awful, awful. 
I know. So like when we were seeing Mr. Weird exercising a possible divorcee mm. on the ground behind us, yeah. I was already imagining that you would probably do something like that. And I was thinking, Please if I just go and get some coffees, <laughs> <laughs> if I go and get some coffees, I've got the car keys. I can just bugger off and leave Holly there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could. You could. And, and I wouldn't be blame there next you, week. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, back to man on a grassy knoll. A man on a grassy knoll. Oh, yeah, the, the uh, sun salutation guy. Yeah, yes. man on so a grassy I, knoll, I, Edmonds, I, as we will yeah, refer to him. No, How do you know. even know Noel Edmonds? Oh, of course you know Noel Edmonds. I, I was mainly, trying to think. You... I mainly know Noel Edmonds from... Um, uh, boxes, whatever that's called. Yeah, deal or no deal. Um, and it. also he appeared on... Uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, where he mentioned uh, that he lives in Bristol and that he has a tax... I don't actually know whether he mentioned this on this, but this is a widely known fact about Noel Edmonds. He lives in Bristol. Yeah. He has a, ta- a black cab so that he can drive in all the bus lanes. Ah. <gasps> I, I, I kind of... I, yeah, kind of a, like, a sort of badass move. And then also at the same time, yeah. kind of a wanker. That is... that is. I think that's kind of a wanker. I think that's kind what? of a wanker. I did... I. That does bring back a vague memory, but what I—I I really hope know, this is—I really hope it's Noel Edmonds. Just you know, just disclaimer: it I, might no, not I, even I, be Noel Edmonds, and it could all be a lie. I think you're right. I think you're Before right. Before he sues um, us for libel, but he does all sorts of other weird things, doesn't he? Do that kind of strange thing of writing on his hand, and it's some kind of manifestation of something or other. He does some weird. There's some something weird. That's but something my, that my I dad, feel like I'm going to make enemies about, but I don't believe that you can. Okay. Tell me what you were going to say, and then actually, I have I've got a small rant about manifesting, and oh my goodness! Okay, we're all I was going to so say. All... This week. We tried to give ourselves a schedule this week, and it's we not have. No, I haven't even <laughs> talked about my fucking run yet. I was just going to say my my dad had a black cab, so we had a black cab when I was growing up, but it wasn't to drive in bus lanes because I don't think bus lanes existed in 1978. So, but he said that as he drove around, and obviously mm. your li- you wouldn't have a light that went on because it was a decommissioned black cab. Yeah. But as he drove around, people would often try and just jump in. Yeah. Creepy. So that, that happened quite Creepy. A lot. So actually, if I was a famous person, that's the last vehicle that I'd want to get because you'd get like weird people jumping in the cab and then going, oh my God, it's fucking it's Noel Edmonds. Edmonds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very strange a choice, actually, when you think about it. And it really goes to show that's how strange. much he would prioritise not having to sit in a queue of traffic compared to, like, having a potential weirdo <laughs> come and join you in your car. I mean, not a choice for me, yeah. but clearly. Not a choice. I was going to say really a weird. quick a word about manifesting, and then please tell me about yes. your rum. Um, <laughs> I was going to say uh, yeah. that... Someone that I very, very vaguely know, um, like friend of a friend of a friend, is um, I spotted on Instagram the other day that she is uh, pregnant and the person that she mm-hmm. is um, going out with, the only reason that I like follow her on Instagram and stuff is because she... Uh, she's got quite a she's got quite a following and and the person that she's going out with has got quite a following. Um, mm-hmm. And so they did a sort of... influencers type post announcing that announcing their pregnancy and he is one of those people who talks about feminine and masculine energies and how you should always pay for your your partner and provide and blah 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 blah. he did this whole I'm really cautious about this and nobody who listens to this is gonna know who I'm talking about but I'm still scared but um (laughs) 
but uh <laughs> but she um yeah he posted because it's also like it's not like they have you know millions and millions of followers it's like but um but yeah he posted a thing about their pregnancy announcement basically saying that he had manifested meeting her and having a child with her and it being a daughter and the fact that the daughter was going to like cleanse them of all the all the bad things and solve all the problems and repair oh, all the, I know and that he manifested it and now it was happening what a load of bollocks this I, yeah, mean... I just I have real issues with the concept because how can you manifest something that is out of your control isn't that called manipulation if you're manifesting something that requires somebody else well it's bollocks isn't it it's basically it's, it's kind of giving yourself the powers of a soothsayer yeah, saying, I, I've decided that I'm I, that this stuff is going to happen to me. You know that it's like all right, Mystic Meg. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, it's like it's fate and luck and you know all those sorts of. If if something happens, if if you want to get married and and you you are lucky enough to get pregnant, if that's what you want, and then you have a baby, if that's what you you know, if if these things happen, then. You are fortunate mm. but if these are things that you want. It, it's nothing to do with what you wanted 10 years previously or whatever. No. It's such a load of old shite. It really is. You won't remember. That's, I can't either. And you won't remember that. I think that's the thing is that like, you know, what would have happened if he had said exactly all of those things, but with a boy, it just wouldn't have made yeah. such an interesting story. So it wouldn't have stuck in your brain. It's not manifesting, I'm afraid. It's a coincidence no. that you that you you really wanted this particular thing to happen and it did yeah it's not because the stars aligned I mean do write in if you are a believer of manifesting and and you think that we are two old cynical witches who uh, have got something wrong but personally my particular beef with it is the fact that when it comes to like Jim Carrey talks about it about how he Mm. he um, wrote himself a check for three million dollars or something um, before he got Uh-oh. his big acting gigs and um, then he did he got them within the year and then within that year he cashed the check or something and I just I find those things like no because you can't just like have earning the three million dollars requires other people uh, you know to to give you roles to put like yeah you you can't control what other people in the universe are doing and that's such an unhealthy thing you're only going to set yourself up for disappointment yeah yeah and and manifesting just simply believing that something is going to happen is bullshit because if you if you I mean you can manifest something and then work your guts out to get that thing and that is different and those are separate things and it's the working part of it that has created the 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 actual physical thing. So if you manifest, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to save X number of pounds this Mm. year so that I can buy a car. Yeah. Then go on. That's something that's within your control, but I'm going to earn $3 million from, yeah. That's wishing for it. But if you then, you know, actually make sure that you put aside cash every month and you yeah, exactly. maybe get a side hustle and you do, you know, all those things. That's the thing that's making the money, not the thought at the beginning of the yeah. process. It's, it doesn't it's, give yourself credit, does it, for stuff? No. Because it's like, no, no the universe didn't do that for it's you. It's the fates, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just, I just, uh, I know it sounds savage, but like, you're not that special, hun. Why would no, the universe exactly. manifest you a car or whatever? The universe has got bigger yeah. things to worry about. You went out and you decided to do that. Yeah, which is yeah. great. And which kudos, is great. You know Hats I mean? off so, to you. Yeah. 
It's main uh, character. Anyway, it's, I'm the main character of the universe. Energy main character. And just, yeah. I find that annoying. <laughs> anyway, I love everybody, and I really hope that that didn't offend anyone. That <laughs> that's my beef about manifesting. <laughs> Do you know what? This is the problem with, I think, one of the problems with us recording on a Monday morning, because it is today a Monday morning. Oh my gosh. Is that I think I wake up cross. I do too. so I end up going on a bit of a rant. Doug said to me yesterday, why can't you wake up, go to bed on Sunday night and then wake up at 6pm on a Tuesday? Oh. So that you've got two days of work under your belt. And then he was like, you just wake up, you've done two days. And you're like, oh, beer time. Nice. In like intermittent hibernation, yeah. Instead of intermittent fasting, yeah, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? That would be great. But you you don't sort of remember the days previously, and they were brilliantly productive, and you did all the things, but you can't remember. <laughs> oh, I'd love it. Exactly. Anyway, I'd love it. Um, yeah. How how on earth is your running? Fifty minutes into the oh. podcast. <laughs> oh, how funny! You should say so. So, um, <laughs> fine. Well. Okay. Oh my so gosh. it was fine. You had your 18 miler this weekend, right? I did have my 18 miler <gasps> and it was okay. It was quite tough. Mm-hmm. I have to be honest. It's probably supposed and I'd to had, be I, at that point. I think it's supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had um, maybe a glass of wine beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not in the morning, I mean. I was going to say that before. might help, to be uh, honest. <laughs> yeah, could have done, could have done. <laughs> um, so I don't, that wasn't perfect. Um, it was sort of all right. Um, it was quite muddy so there were bits where I had to kind of walk because I was going to fall over because it's really slippery um so that was annoying um but Mm -hmm. I did it I did it it was absolutely fine but um it does lead on to one thing that I was going to talk about today is that so I came back and I was absolutely crackered um and so I ran myself a bath um which I haven't I've not done that for months now and I just thought right I'm gonna run myself a bath and I I knew that as well as having I've got lots of kind of crusted over magnesium salts and this that and the other Yes, um, I used a bunch covered. of crusted magnesium. So I hope it's okay to use the crusty ones. <laughs> of course it is. Of course I'm it sure. Is. I'm and sure it is. Because they've got slightly damp. Um, so I had some of those, but I also knew that I had um, I had a lush bath bomb, which was specifically made for, for post-exercise. So it was a oh. magnesium bath bomb. Um, so I used, so it was kind of square shaped, kind of half blue, half yellow looked a bit, it's kind a bit of like a dishwasher tablet oh lovely so I plonked that in um turned the bath green um nice and I had I had a bath and oh god was nice I was about day. to be like great how interesting there wasn't green in the uh in the bath bomb there but no primary colors basic no, understanding of primary, primary colors. colors okay continue well done Hall. apologies well done. um thank you um <laughs> So I had my bath and I got out of my bath and it was brilliant and la la la. And lo and behold, the following day, no doms whatsoever, nothing. Ooh. So I ran Saturday morning and so Sunday felt absolutely fine. So I wanted to very swiftly, now that we've got to 52 minutes of podcast, um, <laughs> I wanted to swiftly just talk about uh, magnesium and benefits of. Do, please. It's mental. It's mental. So I've done precisely seven minutes of research and I hope that everyone values all of my Googling here. Um, I'm excited and, to hear uh, it's more research than I've done seven minutes is more than I've looked into magnesium in my life and I stick it in my bath every few weeks there we go so what I was interested in finding out was like well firstly like all these trace minerals like we have them in our bodies already so what we're trying to do is top up anything that's depleted essentially with with kind of when we take vitamins and minerals and things um but I guess what I wanted to find out was what what is the difference like should we be, you know what what does it do 
why is having a bath in it why why is that good and like and I don't have all the answers to these questions and um I'll put that out there now um and and should we be taking it in tablet form mm-hmm. and Ooh. and does taking it taking it in tablet form is that better or worse or the same oh it's not as quite as fun as putting having a bath in it no um what was I tell you right from the word go because I'll answer that one first is that immediately when you google is it better to take a magnesium tablet orally or sit in the bath or transdermally yeah skin, um that almost immediately a scientific thing pops up saying not scientifically proven that transdermally you're going to get as many effects as if you take it orally so, oh really so let's kind of put that out there so and, and also, I do, I do remember this again. This is anecdotally, but I do remember a physio saying to me when I was probably about thirty, saying, "Are you taking magnesium?" And she was like, "All women." I don't know why it was all women, but she was like, "All women and everyone that exercises should be taking magnesium as a as a supplement." Um, so she meant Hang orally, on. not through skin. Have I got magnesium anywhere? You probably do. She's checking a tablet. I'm bottle checking a tablet her, bottle here, rather than in her eyes or anything like that. To make sure I haven't good. got magnesium in that. Sorry, <gasps> I haven't got magnesium in that. Oh Ooh. my god, women's biotics. Come on, that's got to have magnesium in. <laughs> it doesn't. Oh, Holly, this you need doesn't. to take some magnesium. You need to be well, taking biotic, magnesium. Actually, a, bi- a biotic probably wouldn't have magnesium in it. Actually, would it? Because yeah, um, okay. Because that's so for your gut. I am, oh my god, I'm manically checking that's whether true. anything I I take has got magnesium in now. Well, before you start checking it, let me first of all tell you where you're going to get magnesium anyway. Okay. Right. Okay. So magnesium, you are going to find in uh, sesame seeds is the best one. Um, chia seeds, pumpkin seeds, almonds, cashews, peanuts, spinach, plain chocolate, chard, quinoa brown rice those are the good ones okay okay you I'm sure you know already that I haven't eaten any of those things I do sometimes I I do sometimes eat seeds or nuts but okay it's pretty rare spinach is probably my best my best bet of that list of things that I eat okay so generally so I I got some information from BBC Good Food which seems to me like a really good place to get stuff from Uh, completely Thank you. And so I was getting information about what the health benefits of magnesium are. And this is just generally rather than for runners. So generally, um, it says that they don't want to sort of put their like, you know, they don't want to put it out there as as definite science, but it says it may strengthen bones and protect against osteoporosis. And it's because it helps your it helps calcium go into you sort of thing. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, so um, so you've got to be having your calcium as well, but it can at least yes, yeah, you can't just, you can't have magnesium the, instead of yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, so that's one thing that's really good. It's also it also helps your absorption of vitamin D, so that's another good thing. Okay, as well, that's good. Get, no one gets enough vitamin D, do they? So if you have a if you have a supplement that has vitamin D and magnesium in it, then that's all kind of big thumbs oh up. Oh my goodness, I need to double check um, what I've got and whether so I've got one. something that can do that. So strong bones. Um, mm-hmm. Then the other one, uh, oh, there's six here. Um, number two is it may help with depression and anxiety. Blimey. So it shows it's got a mood improving effect. Um, uh, it may lower blood pressure. It can alleviate headaches and migraines. It can improve sleep. Oh my and god! It can alleviate 
and it can alleviate premenstrual syndrome. So that's why the physio this is was telling wild. you. Are you taking? I know. Yeah. I know. So you need to take it with vitamin B six. So there's quite a lot of things that you need to sort of check. I mean, I take so many supplements. I have no idea if I've got I don't. All of these things, but... I take vitamin C, mm-hmm. uh, a biotic because I kept shit in my pants, um, and then a hair, nails, and skin thing. Mine are almost entirely yeah. uh, based on what sort of taking the bare minimum because I kept getting colds and a funny tum. Yeah. And the hair, yeah, nails, and enough. skin one is entirely aesthetic. It's because I wanted to feel like a Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Don't, Don't we all? We Don't all. We all. Um, <laughs> so, um, so the other thing is then to look at it in terms of from a running perspective. So yeah, that's how, is, we, we it all getting, need, how is it helping with DOMS? Because none of those things seem to necessarily line up with that. Yeah, so there are so there's two things here. So one of them is why runners are at risk of not having enough. Um, and it's because it basically gets lost through sweat and in pee. So if you sweat quite a lot, you can you're losing some of your you're losing magnesium. a lot of like minerals and in, in amongst that magnesium. Is that something that so, you can get, you know, in your precision hydration, for example, that you can kind of replenish as you go? I don't know. I'm I don't not know, sure, but I, w- like, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if some uh, like electrolyte stuff or whatever that that might have has a bit of magnesium, a bit of magnesium yeah. in it. Well, so we'll the thing that. about the DOMS is um, here we are. Magnesium. I'm reading this from our own website actually, which is quite useful. Oh, magnesium together women's running with calcium. Women's running <laughs> together with calcium is essential for optimal muscle function a deficiency in magnesium can result in muscle and nerve twitches spasms and cramping and heavy exercises that's you and me often experience a buildup of lactic acid um, and painful muscles during and after exercise having sufficient magnesium helps speed up your recovery reduce fatigue and avoid injuries okay so that's how that's how it helps with your doms that's the bit about you, yeah. twitchy legs is interesting because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I am such a leg twitcher and a, a chronic leg twitcher, if you will. And I feel <laughs> like um, so often I put that down to overtiredness and I'm like, oh, I'm, yeah. it's probably because I'm I'm knackered. And, and I think sometimes it genuinely is. But yeah. sometimes it will be like I'll have done a big run and then I will have twitchy legs afterwards, like when I'm going to sleep or whatever. And I'll be like, oh, come on. I mm-hmm. I knackered myself out. Surely I should conk out now. And I, and also I have this kind of like image in my brain where I assume that when I have those twitchy legs, it's because I've not been using them. Yeah. So it's like, it, I find it really frustrating because I'm like, oh, that doesn't make sense. I've been using them all day. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be tired. I shouldn't. But maybe it's a bit of a magnesium thing that if I've been doing lots of sweating. It might be. It might be. Yeah. I really don't know. But it, it does seem like it's one that we really should we really should be thinking about. Yeah. Um, it, and it says um, if it, it, it's really, really common in runners and athletes generally. Um, and if you're low in magnesium, it's a bit like because all this time that I have I feel low in energy, occasionally I'll put it down to like, well, just life or put mm. it down to iron potentially. Yeah. Um, but if you're low in magnesium, you're also likely to feel tired and lack energy. So there you it's go. Kind of, 
Yeah, yeah. So it, it's a really important one to make sure that, you know, there, there's at least something in it. And, and I think there's something about um, you need something like 400 milligrams-ish, and that's generally depending on, like, your weight kind of thing. Um, but but more if you run because obviously you're going to sweat more out. Yeah. So um, just just double it basically. Just have a bit more. Um, yeah. Chuck a few so more sesame seeds on top. Couple of few. Yeah, exactly. And and you can and it is obviously effective transdermally as well mm. as orally. Um, but it seems to me from that scientific um, report that was a bit like huh, it's not better than um, that. I think it's worth probably doing both. So okay. after your big long run, like I did, have a. a I nice mean, even if it's bath. a bit of a placebo effect, and there isn't any scientific evidence, it definitely helps. Oh yeah, I feel as though I've done everything I can do at least. If I sort of cool down and then have a bath with salts after I've done a, then then yeah, I do feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then running is um, is also one. I don't actually tend to get crazy doms from running. I did after the half. Like if I do anything mm. sort of longer than 10 miles, then I probably will feel it in my legs. But um, my doms tend to come from doing strength work because yes, knees flash. Yeah, I don't do enough of it. So yeah. that's when. <laughs> like the, the other day where I couldn't laugh or sneeze or anything. <gasps> I don't actually. Because of it, abs. Yeah, yeah, it was it was vile. It was vile. We were mm-hmm. both struggling then, actually, because you'd done a boot camp, hadn't you? We were both kind of like oh, creeping God, around. Yeah, I've not like, done it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Women. <laughs> you could, you re- if you've not done it for a while and you do it, my God, the pain, the oh, pain. Yeah. It's awful. Oh. Ridiculous. Well, that was very was... interesting. Thank you. That was like a little, little, um, I don't little, know. Little Esther's science lecture. Yeah, Esther's Ta-da. science lesson. <laughs> it's on a, on a Monday for us, on a Thursday. <laughs> for us. Well, I have got some letters okay. that I wanted to read if you're re- if you're ready for it. That'd be lovely. Yes, okay. do it. Okay, good, good. Well, basically this week I thought I would do a sort of little bit of a shout out to a few runners um mm-hmm. because there are quite a few people who are um who are running races that are coming up. Uh we get we've had loads of lovely emails recently and I feel a bit guilty and sad because um I don't we don't always get round to to reading them all um so bear with us if we haven't read yours out I'm trying to work my way through them in a way that sort of feels like I can group a few together so yeah. um this one I I wanted to give um uh oh first of all I thought you would enjoy this this was from a lovely listener called Claire who uh went yesterday uh, on day of recording she went over the over the weekend um for her last long run before she's doing the Guernsey marathon um she did 30 kilometers oh, I wow. know amazing so very very impressive yeah. and when she got home she had a letter from her 10 year old saying to mummy congrats on doing a long long run I love you so much enjoy what I oh. made for you and it was three drawings of squishmallows Oh, so I just thought that was oh, very us, lovely. and so did Claire, which is why she sent it in because she was like, that "Very nice." Made yeah. me think of you massively. Um, <laughs> I wanted to shout out Emily, who we had an email from. Um, she said, "Wanted to say thank you for inspiring her to do the Paris half." I presume she means this Paris half just gone. She said that she didn't manage to get onto our package and come with the Pod Squad group, but that she did it as an individual yeah. and she absolutely loved it. So I just wanted to say shout out oh. because. 
we we were there and we were all there together at the same time and oh. i'm i'm sorry that we didn't see you if we didn't see you i did bump into a couple of of pod squadders who had come as individuals but yeah, yeah. um and um who else oh i also wanted to um give a little shout out to um i had a lovely email from somebody called Chantal uh, or Chantal mm. sorry if if i'm not pronouncing that correctly um but uh she uh sent this gorgeous email and i just wanted to give it a little read to you oh so she said uh, I will be attempting my first marathon on the 14th of May, 2023. And it's the Marathon de la Loire in France. Oh, lovely. Better get that um, medical certificate ready, Chantal, because they will <laughs> ask you for it. Uh, I should mention straight away um, that um, you get a bottle of French fizz in the goodie bag, which she thought was very on brand. Ooh, I know. Brilliant. Yeah. I really love that. Uh, yeah. The 14th of May will mark the one year anniversary of the death of my husband, Ben. He died suddenly oh. and unexpectedly of a heart attack in front of me and my girls. Um, oh, he bloody was, I know. He was 39 and in good health, and he'd even run the RAK half marathon a couple of months previously. Bless her. I just, oh, it really touched my heart. So she said, Fucking hell. The last few months have been horrendous, but running has been the best form of free therapy. Uh, I've been wondering about whether about what to do on the 14th of May and came across the Marathon de la Loire, which happens to be on this date. Uh, they got married in France and he loved all the French cheese and all the French wine. So she thought it would be oh. a, 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 a really good way to mark mark a, a sad day. Um, yeah. I have no idea how I'll get through the day or how I'll get around the marathon in one piece. Oh my goodness, Chantal, neither would I. Um, but she said listening to the podcast would make her think how special it would be to have a community of amazing women helping her through the race um, and then joining her and raising a glass or four of Savvy B to toast her lovely Ben. So I just wanted to give, I don't know, share, share that with our community and say 14th of May. I know that's a little while away, but um, I think it would be really important and lovely for us all to think of Chantal and raise a glass to her Ben and wish her luck. Oh God, that's amazing! I know. Oh, how could you do it? How could you do it? I can't imagine I know. how you would do that. Incredible, incredible! What an amazing thing to do to yeah. mark a horribly, horribly sad date, but doing something that I mean, he would have been so proud, and that yeah. And I love that we, as a community, can hopefully hold your hands all the way around. Uh oh. <laughs> oh sorry maybe I should have I should have given you a warning about that one yeah but it made me yeah. do a little weep at my desk the other day so I thought I would I would share it and then that way we can all have it in mind for for the 14th of, of May 14th of May mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh my god absolutely what uh, what a story I just mm -hmm. I don't know how God, it's, some women are so strong, aren't they? I know. I just don't know how she's, yeah. Women are bloody great. Oh, women are bloody great. Yeah. Bloody great. The things that we be, well, I say we, that other women go through. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even know how to, <laughs> how to follow I know, that up. I know, neither do really. I. I think just a huge yeah. shout out to anybody else who is running, um, you know, is still training for something or has recently run a race. Um, yeah. apologies if if we've missed anything um, because we've had loads of lovely emails from you guys recently and um, yes I thought 
it might not be that every week, but I thought um, mm-hmm. most of what we've been getting recently are people's lovely stories, inspirational stories about what it is that they're doing at the moment with their running. And potentially yeah. it's a new segment of the pod called What Are You Running at the Moment? <laughs> yeah. Gonna catch on. <laughs> Uh, maybe it will I don't know (laughs) but we will um what was the other thing I was gonna say I was gonna say um no I've completely lost it now there was something to do with um oh yeah I knew what it was I knew what it was it was important Mm -hmm. which was um I was speaking to Juliet yesterday over Instagram um McGratton yeah and um, that's that, that's not her name, Juliet over Instagram, McGratton, but mm-hmm. we, we were having a little chat because she'd just done her long run too. And I'd done mine and we were, you know, going, how was yours? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and she said, um, can you make your next podcast really long? Because she's got a super long run coming up next week. And I said, interesting. You should say that Juliet. I said, because actually we have an extra podcast going out this week for Patreon. Oh, we have. Uh, I'm so grateful you remembered to plug this because I would have completely (laughs) forgotten. (laughs) So if you decide to become a Patreon and support us financially, because we need your money, dirty cash, um, it's really cheap. It's It's actually very cheap. We're we're cheap dates. We are cheap dates. I did £2 (laughs) a month or it's £6 a month. There are various benefits on either of those tiers, but I think if you become a six pound a month cheer squad member, supporter, Patreon, um, then you will have access to these extra podcasts, which will give you between 20 and 30 minutes extra content per month, which is really useful if you're training for a marathon in April and you've got your 20 miler staring you in the face, which I do as well. And you need another half hour. A bit of extra, yeah. <laughs> and it's there. And it's just us talking shite. It's it definitely is. not talking about running. It, yeah, it's actually purposefully not us talking about running. We thought that the 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 one of the requests was to have some extra content of just bollocks. So I believe the, the, the first episode was us talking about recycling bins and the most recent yeah. episode... I think as talking, I think it was like, it was my, my version of the very hungry caterpillar. Yes. Um, it's definitely this, the one that's coming out is, um, you and basically your gut. Yes. It's everything that I ate. (laughs) It was me saying to Esther, I don't understand why I've been on the toilet all morning. And then I read her a list that was a bit like the very hungry caterpillar of everything that I'd consumed over the previous 48 hours. And Um, the light bulb came on. And the light bulb (laughs) came on. You can listen to me go through that pain live. Yes, and it should be should be about if I can get my arse in gear and sort it out and chuck it up, it should be available um, around about the same time as this podcast. Amazing! So hopefully so, that can be then that will be there for anybody who needs it for their extra extra mile. Yes. That's what we've dubbed it. Can't remember whether we said that. We're calling we it did, the extra yeah. oh, mile. The extra mile. Yeah. No. Oh, God, we're blind. This is amazing, isn't it? We're such professionals. I can't I believe know. we managed to shoehorn that in I We're know amazing. I mean just brilliant broadcast broadcasters for a generation <gasps> <laughs> two generations sadly 
Oh, God. <laughs> Our boss Simon did say that to me the other day. He was like, you are, yeah. you are a broadcaster. So I think we should remember, yeah, that we are broadcasters. Yeah, broadcasters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, makes me sound like Jenny Murray. I think it's, amazing, yeah, it? you know, particularly <laughs> important to remember that when we're talking about shitting our pants. Uh, <laughs> that that we know. are not just talking about it, we are broadcasting. Yeah, that's the what whole... Jon Snow does, isn't it, you know? thank you for listening come and join us on patreon you can get a ton of extra pod squad benefits from just two pounds a month including behind the scenes newsletters and free access to monthly live chats with me and holly for just six pounds a month you can listen to our bonus extra mile podcasts too go to patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 